everybody and welcome to today's episode which is on CF Engine. And from Wikipedia, CF Engine is a policy-based configuration management system written by Mark Burgess from Oslo University. Now I first came across CF Engine when I started working at Schuberg Phyllis. A colleague of mine, Ian Seltham, was of great help in explaining not only how it works but also the philosophy behind it. So I thought this would be an excellent opportunity to get Ian around the table here so that we can explain what CF Engine is and what it does. So welcome Ian. <laughs> Hello. How long have you been using CF Engine? I first used CF Engine back in the 90s. Um probably about 98 or 99. Has it changed a lot? Not particularly, no. I mean, obviously there's a great, there's the normal sort of function creep you get where you get a new features coming, but the, the fundamental idea behind CF Engine has remained pretty much the same since the beginning. So what can you do with it? Oh, maybe we need to wind back a bit. Why, why did we ever need CF Engine? We used to we used to have uh, IT departments, and we were, in our IT department we would have a, a big mini computer, yeah. a, 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 I don't know, a, a Honeywell or a DPX twenty or whatever, one machine, one operating system, um, sixty odd users all on little green screens. Uh, then we came into client uh, uh, client sort of models of computing where we suddenly had, and the, and the explosion of the internet where we had hundreds of hosts suddenly, and. Uh, so trying to manage 100 hosts and make sure that they're all the same, that the host files are the same, that the DNS configurations are the same, that the Apache web service configurations are the same, it's just a nightmare. And it's not what you want to be using your brains for. So I think what most system administrators, who had a bit of clue at the time, at least those who had a bit of clue, decided to do was to start writing all sorts of R-Sync scripts and RSH scripts and SSH scripts, which went out and tried to manage these systems. And you basically got two, two big disadvantages here. Firstly, every system admin takes a different approach. Somebody's written one thing in Perl, somebody else has written another thing in Shell, or, or whatever. And, and so there's no, there's no real consistency to how you approach the problem. In, in the second problem is, is that you, yeah, you run your magic installation script, but one week later, one of your colleagues is going to change something and your beautiful configuration is no longer consistent. In fact, your systems are diverging. And after one or two years, they'll become sufficiently divergent that it starts to cause you problems. That it actually will cause you downtime or, or system problems or inaccurate data or information loss or any of the things that we here in IT just don't want to have. I come from the school where you take a, a server, you put in a Debian CD, you do a minimal install, you install the packages you want, and then you manage, uh, you manage that system by pushing out scripts via SSH. What's wrong with that idea? Well, there's, no, there's nothing in per se much wrong with it, providing one, you're the only administrator, so there isn't anybody else doing it some other way, and doing it in a way you're not expecting or putting the files in some other place or editing them by hand, such that you actually go and regress your previous changes when you run your script, for uh -huh. instance. Yeah, which is common. I am familiar with this concept. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, I mean, great. If, you, if you've got 50 hosts and you manage them yourself and you're very controlled and you let nobody else in, that system will probably work. Okay. Um, of course, the second problem you've got is that in the meanwhile, you've probably been writing some little web page somewhere or, you know, in the modern day parlance, a wiki page or yep. some documentation in your boss's favorite Microsoft Word format or whatever. Sure point. And after about 10 days, that documentation is also completely out of date. Yeah. And it's, again, it's useless. So CF Engine offers you a way of doing all these things you used to previously do with your ad hoc scripts, but in a structured meta language, which means everybody does it the same way. It's very, very flexible, and it offers 
a high degree of um, self-documentation, which is incredibly useful. So somebody who comes after you can see what you've done and how you've done it. And in, the value of that is can't be understated in actual fact. And the second thing is, of course, it has self-healing. So your policy within your self uh, CF engine rule set is going to be continually, continuously applied to the servers which belong to the class. Okay, now a service which you've defined. Can I just stop you there because I think we need to go back and explain to everybody what CF Engine can do. So I'll give you a rundown from what I found on the web. It can check file permissions, ownerships, and fix them. It can restart fills, daemons. It can install software. It can edit files. It can execute commands. It can configure networks. It can compress delete files, and it can. So essentially, you can make scripts that can do all these things and basically manage yourself. You can define rule sets which do these things. Okay. Yeah. And theoretically, you can do anything with CF Engine because ultimately there is always the, um, the action type shell commands. And in action type shell commands, you can run what the heck you like. Um, it requires a slightly different way of thinking. And the thing you shouldn't forget is, of course, all of these things can be combined. So quite often, uh, you're not looking at doing a single thing. So for instance, you have a web server now, your web server, first you have to create some directories, you have to set the permissions correctly on the directories, you have to send in a web server configuration file. When the web server configuration file updates, you want to restart the daemon. Yeah. You want to make sure that your logs are in a certain place and that your logs get rotated each evening and yeah. when after a certain time they get deleted. So in actual fact, what you're doing is using something like seven different functionalities of CF Engine in a single workflow. So if I change these directories, or if I update, or if I update the uh, web server configuration, I need to restart the daemon. If the daemon's no longer running because it's crashed, for instance, I need to restart the daemon. If it is uh, the first quarter after midnight each day, I need to go and rotate the logs and restart the daemon. Um, at four o'clock in the morning, I need to go and delete any files which are more than 222 days old or whatever. Yeah. And all of that's just simply done for you. These, I mean, and these are the sort of things which classically kill systems. Uh, disks get full because log files aren't getting rotated properly. Uh, you've got a, a farm of 14 Apache web servers, for instance, and, uh, and each web server configuration is slightly different than the other one. Um, your permissions are maybe inconsistent. So one of your web servers may have uh, very, very liberal permissions, which allows your server to be hacked or or content that you prefer wasn't there to appear there. Or, oppositely, it doesn't allow your users to actually upload files which maybe they should be allowed to. So they have a 1 in 14 chance of failing or something. With this sort of approach, those sort of problems just disappear. It installs on basically all the versions of Unix that there is. And through SIGWinit, you can install it on Windows. Correct. There is actually a native compile for Windows, but uh, it requires some patching and it's a bit messy. Yeah. Okay. I've got three servers, I want to manage two. One is an admin server. Oh, well, uh, yeah, if, if Mark was here, Mark, the, the author, he would, uh, he probably wouldn't like how I'm going to uh, describe this because the way we use CF Engine is to use it in a centralized way. So we have a policy host which uh, defines how everything else is going to look. Of course, CF Engine doesn't have to work that way. It can have multiple policy hosts. It can be very, very distributed. That I'll leave as an exercise to the reader. Um, there are some links, I believe, uh, yeah. which come with this broadcast, which people can uh, read more on that. But we'll look at it from the centralized point of view. Because eff effectively, we're a data center. We're a managed services company, so we're not interested in giving people freedom. We're interested in making sure things are right and they keep working. The centralized model works very well for us. 
And so effectively, you're going to define a policy host or multiple policy hosts for redundancy because for some of our customers require that we're able to work in uh, across uh, geographical distance into separate data centers, etc. Fair enough. Within this, you then have a repository. Uh, repository can, contains your files and your rules, which you're going to use um, so that's CF Engine to distribute. Yeah. That's just a directory tree. It is just a directory tree, which within your server configuration, you've said, I will allow CF Engine clients to access files within okay. these directories. So you, you, put your, IPs, you put your users. control files in there, and the other files come in. Do the other clients come in and get them, or do we push them out, or how does that work? It's it's on, on a pool basis. So so effectively, um, this is one of one of Mark's uh, key things. He, is that the idea is that the server never does something to a client without the client's permission. So there is no there's no idea of, of duress or force or I'm the boss and this is how it's going to be. The clients ask for the new configuration, and so and then they and. And when they get the configuration, they then run the rules locally, and that may involve getting some files off the policy host. It may it may involve uh, running some edit files rules or changing some permissions or updating the local password file, any number of things. This is actually the point that got me in the whole presentation. When we were talking about a presentation here, just for the listeners, company flew in, Mark, and he gave a presentation here. But it was this idea that got me from my old view of putting the CD in the server was that you know they he had a, a diagram of a black hole and he had a diagram of, uh, of of a mountain and the idea was that in the CF engine way is you're always going to try and get to the to the center so like in a pinball machine you throw the pinball up and no matter what happens your server will res- return to a well-known configuration yeah the as idea opposed of to yeah. the standard way which would be you have a blind man at the base of the mountain and you say, okay, you walk 10 feet this way, you go up, you cross the bridge, you go up the canyon. And if, if anything happens, on, if anything changes down through time, if the path, you know, an avalanche comes and you can no longer pass the path, your server is no longer in the same state. That kind of got me that you're never going to have a perfect server. No, you can't. I mean, that, that, that's the whole point. It, it, there, are, there are four or five good configuration management tools out there. Um, most of them are GPL, so that they're entirely free to use. And for some, some people, some approaches may work better than CF Engine. CF Engine is all about accepting that there is no perfect state. You're always moving towards convergence. And, and eliminating divergence. But the idea, even if you actually build systems from, from images and you make them read-only, yeah. immutable file systems, you've still got differences. You're still going to have differences within your caches, within your memory footprint, within your, within your logs. So systems are never identical. So the whole point of, of, of controlling systems with CF Engine is identifying what matters and making sure that that, that is controlled and accepting that the rest doesn't need to be. And to some degree actually accepting it doesn't matter yeah, yeah it simply doesn't matter this is, and, and sometimes, this is what we wanted to do yeah that's right uh, and there's a lot of things you just really don't care about in the end and that's uh, yeah that's the CF engine the, the CF engine rule so if, if you take if you take convergence uh, as being the primary uh, idea what's brilliant about CF engine of course is if you already have a farm even if it's a farm of hundreds of servers you can begin very small with conversions. You can say, I'm going to write one rule which just simply controls the host file for all my systems. Yeah. And then you've got, you know, if you have uh, some sort of imaginary goal of 100% convergence, you've just gone half a percent to where you want to be. You've got a second rule which will go and make sure all the users, uh, all these uh, system administrators' uh, uh, public keys are, are put in the right place. And you then 
two and a half percent closer to your, your black hole. Okay. Do we not have a security problem here? We've got all these machines being controlled by one central location. What's what's the deal here with that? Yeah, of, of course that introduces a security implication because it means you have to make sure you protect your CF engine policy host very carefully. But yeah, and you also have to balance. I mean, if you if you do not know the state of, of machines within your park, and remember a company like Schuberg, Phyllis, we have literally thousands and thousands of servers we're looking after here. I mean, we're not going to log on to all of these servers every day. And in actual fact, we don't want to. We're always aiming for a point where a good, a good well-behaved server is one you never log on to. So, in actual fact, it's the other way around. Some sysadmins like to sit there with the multi-tail watching, uh, watching log files go past every day and log in onto all the machines and give them a little stroke. We don't want to do this. We just want them to just work. And so, if, if we go back to the security implication, a non-managed system is, of course, a huge security problem because you don't know what's there. Yeah, it, you could, you could, if you've got 1,000 hosts and 10 of them have been uh, in some way uh, um, hacked, owned, whatever you want to call it, you could be blissfully unaware of that, maybe until you get your bandwidth bill or something, you know? Uh, whereas, whereas, of course, with a policy host, provided your policy host is adequately secured and you've made sure that you know who, who's allowed that, that, who's using it, who can edit the files, you make sure that you've got a CVS control um, and so on on, on, the, on, the, on the file revision so you know exactly who's changed what. You're in a far stronger position, but you are indeed introducing a centralised... If that machine gets owned, then you're in a lot of trouble. But you only have to watch one machine now. Okay, say we've got a server farm and we want to control that. What are the steps? It's Greenfield site. Okay, first we're going to define a policy host. Uh, within our policy host, that's where our CF engine server is going to run. That's where we're going to keep our rules files. That's where we're going to keep our, our, our repository of files we're going to distribute. So that's where all the other servers are going to yeah, come to. This together. is the magic centralized server. And I stress again, as I said earlier, of course, this is not the only way of doing it. This yeah. just happens the way well, we're going to. Yeah. The idea here, we have links in the show notes. Anybody who's interested can go there and uh, and find out the other ways of doing it. But yeah, it's, it's, it's just what, it's, it is one of the joys of CF Engine, though, that it doesn't tie you down to one model. You can use Spoken Hub, you can use Centralized, you can use Distributed. It, it really doesn't matter. Okay, we've got our uh, CF server derunning. Yeah, that's right. Um, and in the simplest configuration, we're basically going to go and run a CF agent on all of our hosts we wish to control. Um, and the CF agent's going to, uh, uh, at a specific time interval, which we, cl- which we control, log onto the policy host, uh, grab the make uh, grab the files, execute the rules, and in the end, in uh, the modern CFNG parlance, each uh, policy statement or rule is considered a promise, and it's it's going to then go through these files and check each promise, and then at the end it'll even tell you that a hundred percent of promises have been kept, or maybe ninety percent of promises have been kept, and ten percent needed to be fixed. So, and a promise can be anything. The most simple thing is going to say, my etc. shadow file must have permissions of 400. Yeah? Yeah. And if your etc. shadows file has permissions of 644, which would be rather unusual, but if yeah, it did, it's going to change them back to 400, and that's going to be repairing a broken promise. Okay, and thanks very much. It's a lot to digest, but again, all the links for this is in the show notes, and uh, hope to be pulling you in here again to do some more episodes. Well, that, that's great, and uh, thanks for your time. Thank you for listening to Hacker Public Radio. HPR is sponsored by caro.net, so head on over to caro.net for all your hosting needs.